Welcome back to the lead cast. We have some very exciting segments coming up this year. For today's episode, we have hot takes with Anne-Marie, shower thoughts with Lily, and mindfulness with Audrey. Take it away, Anne-Marie. This is Anne-Marie with Grace Gasberry and Haley Baker. Hi, I'm Haley. Hi, I'm Grace. Today we are talking about some topics that are quite controversial. The first one I have lined up is, do you think a hot dog or a taco could be considered a sandwich? Not a taco, a hot dog. Yes. In my religion, I believe that <laughs> okay. a sandwich okay. is two slices of bread. And so when you have something like a like a hoagie where it's like a hot dog but it's a French baguette or something, mm-hmm. then I'm like, no, that is a hot dog. A hot dog is two sides connected at like a joint so you're like you go to subway and you're not ordering a sandwich i'm ordering a a hot vegetable dog? hot dog yeah because that's one of the biggest things that i've always used as reasoning Interesting. It's like they call it subway sandwiches not so- subway hot dogs and those are like connected yeah because that usually gets people to be like oh maybe a hot dog is a sandwich but mm-hmm. you think that the sub sandwich is a hot, hot dog, dog. That, yeah. that's really interesting to me yeah I guess I've always thought of a sandwich as ingredients in between bread. And so I've never, I've never like, considered, like, it has to be separate. Like, mm-hmm. if it's in between bread, I think of it as a sandwich. Yeah, that's how I think. Yeah. And when it comes to quesadillas, if it's two tortillas, it's a sandwich. But if it's one, one tortilla folded, <laughs> it's a hot dog. Yes. I have never heard of anyone using two tortillas as a quesadilla sandwich. The only kind of quesadilla I've ever seen is like it folded. Fold, have you never been to Taco Bell and gotten a quesadilla? At Taco Bell, they fold it. Yeah. Oh wait, they do. Never mind. But at Fifty Fourth Street, if you order a quesadilla. Well, Fifty Fourth Street isn't valid, so. Yeah, they're they're not a Mexican restaurant or Tex Mex or they're anything. They're just <laughs> amalgamation. They're of... just there. Fifty Fourth Street is like, if I was to assign myself a restaurant chain that gives off my vibe it would be 54th street like you walk into a 54th street (laughs) and it's like look at all of these random nonsensical things like why is there a plane (laughs) (laughs) yeah they just have all those random signs posted up everywhere and they have nothing to do with anything you want to know a hot take that i have i don't like restaurants like chili's or 54th street because whenever they grill something they put the smoke flavor in it i hate the smoke flavor and my mom thinks I'm so weird for that, but it's all you could taste. Yeah, I'm that way with uh, Eileen's, like, giant cookie. They put the almond flavoring in there, uh, and I eat them, and I'm just like, All no. you can taste is almond. Yeah, I like the frosting, because they don't have the almond flavoring in that, or the chocolate chip cookies, because they don't have the almond flavoring in that either, but, like, the regular cookies, it's just gross. I don't like Eileen's. I don't understand how people like it. It's too much. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like... They've gone down in popularity, though. Like, them and crumble cookies recently. Oh, yeah, because crumble cookies has gone up so much. I've had a bite of a crumble cookie, but it was, like, a chocolate chip one, so. I saw the French toast one, and I'm like, that looks so good. The everything bagel one, I was like, oh. that's... Mm, no, don't I, know about that one. That's... I love everything bagels, but they shouldn't be sweet. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I, they're everything but sweet. <laughs> no, I just, I'm not a fan of savory bagels. Like, I tried one once, and I was mm-hmm. just like, that's really gross. Like, I stick to, like, sweeter bagels, which... It upsets me because I have not seen any chocolate chip bagels anywhere recently, and really? I don't know where they've gone. But. I have a hot take. 
Go for, Go it. for it. I love oatmeal raisins, like the oatmeal raisin cookie. You know what that reminds me of? Elmo really likes oatmeal raisin cookies. He got a chocolate chip cookie instead in that whole scene where he was mad at Rocco because Rocco had the oatmeal raisin cookie. Rocco <laughs> is a rock! Would you guys make best friends with the rocks if worse came to worse? Yes, but I wouldn't I wouldn't excuse their actions. I would hold them accountable. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, when I was a child, I didn't have a lot of friends. And my mom is an earth science major. And so I still have a rock collection and my sister one time we had this huge fight and she was like you are such a boring person you have 137 rocks is that actually how many you have yeah do you have more now yeah because i also collect fossils you should name one rocco (laughs) (laughs) you should you should bring rocco with you everywhere yes I feel like out of everyone in our AP research class, you probably have, like, all the craziest things that's just, like, why are they there? Your sister said that you're the most boring, but you are literally the coolest in yeah. our class. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Fun fact, milk is not necessary to our diets. Okay, that makes so much sense, because I've only ever broken one bone, and, like, I barely drink milk. Half the world is lactose intolerant. Who was, like, wait a minute. I know it was a dude. Is that Boston? Wrong delicious. <laughs> Oh okay, we don't have topics. <laughs> okay, but we've also had hot takes. Thank you, Josie. Back to you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Ne- up next, we have Lily with Shower Thoughts. Hello, my name is Lily Tsukioka, and today we'll be talking about shower thoughts. To start us off today, my first shower thought is, Neuroscience is the study of the brain by the brain. It's the study of the brain learning about itself. And I thought it was really weird to think that the brain can name itself, since everything already has its own name. I just thought that was kind of strange that it was able to give itself traits. How can we know? what exists outside of our subjective experiences if we can never step outside of our own head. In simple, we can't. So, from what I understand, this means we don't know what exists if we don't know about it. Which is true. I don't know, that kind of messed with me a little bit. It's so weird to think that something out there that we don't know exists and we think doesn't exist might exist. It's never been in our subjective experiences. The only way to know if you've fallen asleep is by waking up. You sleep for about an eighth of a day, meaning you sleep for a third of your entire life. And yeah, that tends to happen to me a lot. I can't tell if I'm asleep or when I'm dreaming at all until I wake up. And it also feels like too much of my life is being spent on me sleeping. You've probably made multiple decisions that have saved your life without you ever realizing it. It sounds like a multiple universe kind of thing and it makes me like second guess almost a lot, maybe like all of my decisions. You can never save a life, but you can delay a death. And yeah, this, this I can see could be controversial maybe, but everyone dies and you don't keep a life from ending, you just delay a possible death that could have happened, but a different death is sure to come. 
We want to know our purpose in life, but sometimes it may be best that we don't. A cow wouldn't want to know its purpose in life. That's true, but there's also different ways people can view this. Seeing as it being like their passion, what's their passion in life could be their purpose, or just how they die, or what they're to be used for in life. That doesn't have to do with their passion. Because some people turn out as a cow, or worse. The odds of you dying at any moment are pretty slim, but it's never 0%. It's scary to think about that, yeah. It's pretty true though, I could see that being true. We all think that humans are the dominant species on Earth, but what if plants are just farming us? They keep us alive with oxygen and food until we eventually die and then get thrown into the soil where they consume us again. It, it's, this is pretty strange to think about, but it didn't hit as hard because I have thought about this before. I never believed that we were actually the dominant species. Like why some people might see us as the dominant species is because we might be too self-absorbed about the human race. Anything can sound crazy based on how you word it. Like, when you're reading, you're literally looking at a dead tree and hallucinating. I don't know if you're literally hallucinating, but I, I get the point, yeah. Every book you've ever read is just a remix of the dictionary. I thought this one was just kind of funny. I don't really know what to say about it, though. The first parents to have identical twins must have been really, really confused. I thought this was pretty funny, and... Like, maybe they thought they messed up while uh, thinking about having the baby or something. Maybe thought, or the husband maybe thought that the wife was cheating on him or something. As kids, 99.9% .9 of the time we cried was due to physical pain. Um, as adults, 99.9% .9 of the time we cried is from emotional pain. It seems pretty true. I mean, I guess I wouldn't know too well since I'm technically not an adult yet. But it also sounds a little over-exaggerated. I don't know if 99.9% .9 of the time adults cries from emotional pain. I guess it just really depends on how, like just your life, like how you do everything, what goes on in your life, and what you seem to cry about most of the time. Have you ever realized that the words short, shorter, and shortest are the long, longer, and longest versions of saying the word short? That is very strange and it kind of hurts my head to think about that. Bread goes into the toaster as a slice, but comes out as a piece. Um, I would just blame this on the English language, on grammar and everything. Lots of people have said that English is the hardest language you can learn, which, yeah, I agree. Nothing is ever on fire. Fire is on things, but you can put out a fire by putting the right things on fire. Got it? Good. This really stumped me, but I- yeah, it's technically true, it's just the English language again messing with us. Dark is written with a K instead of a C, probably because we can't see in the dark. This one's just another joke, and the English language, it's- it's complicated like that. I don't get it either. We aren't afraid of being alone in the dark, we're afraid of the exact opposite actually. This one, I might have wanted to phrase it differently. It's not the exact opposite. I feel like we're afraid from being alone, left alone in the dark without someone who is comforting or being left alone with someone who we find threatening. People cover their computer camera because they're paranoid about someone watching them from it, yet no one covers their cell phone cameras.
I never got why people covered their camera. Like, I never believed that somebody was watching us through the camera. So I can't relate much to that, but I saw a lot of people doing it in middle school, so I thought I should add it. Your parents always told you to not talk to strangers, but the only way to make friends is to literally talk to strangers. Um, all I have to say is disobey your parents. Do, do it. It's Just simply disobey them. Just talk to them. We've always been told not to take candy from strangers, right? Then why does Halloween exist? All I have to say about this one is Halloween is a whole horror movie, literally. Like it being night outside, going to strangers' houses, knocking on their doors, and taking food from them that we don't know is safe or not. If a serial killer is chasing you, you're both literally running for your life. I think this one was really funny. And please win the race or win whatever game you guys would be playing. <laughs> the floor is usually what keeps gravity from killing us. But if we get too far away from it, gravity uses the floor to kill us. Well, it's hard to know if the floor is on our side or not. It depends on what happens to you in the future, I guess. Just how you view life can, like, depend on how it comes back at you. If there are an infinite number of universes, then our dreams aren't actually dreams. They're clips and previews from another universe we can see into. <laughs> this made me think of the multiverse is real? <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. National parks are a reminder to show what the world would have been like if it weren't for humans. Ironic how so many people enjoy them, isn't it? This is kind of sad, because I personally enjoy national parks a lot, and they're so much more beautiful, in my opinion, than the world that humans have made. People who don't enjoy national parks have never been to any at all, most likely. Because how can you not like them? We really take for granted how smooth the inside of our eyelids are. What if they were like sandpaper? Ouch! You never think about when you blink, since it's automatic. But now that you know, you're probably going to do it manually. <laughs> the ocean has many corpses in it, but no one will swim in a pool with a corpse in it. So as weird as it sounds, humans have a water to corpse ratio. That is strange to think about. Would you swim in a swimming pool with a corpse in it? Um, to be honest, I don't know if I would. Like, yeah, it has, it's like the ocean in a lot of ways, but just something about seeing it there and knowing it's there. I don't know. It makes it makes me uncomfortable in a way. Okay, that's all I have for today. Thank you for listening. Interesting things to think about. Thank you, Lily. Now it's time to relax with mindfulness with Audrey. Hi, my name is Audrey and I welcome you to Mindful Moments. Today, I will be explaining what you'll be doing and then explaining afterwards the effects of mindfulness. So, to start, find a comfortable position and ideally a quiet space. Once you hear the music, you'll want to close your eyes. Next, you want to absolutely clear your mind, which sounds hard, but practice makes perfect. And focus on your breathing. If you have a thought come up during the time, we'll gently push it away and focus on the music and your breathing. Enjoy your moment.
now gently come back into reality. Breathe in and breathe out and start to look around. It's okay if you didn't have a clear mind the whole session. Practice makes perfect. And as we keep going, you'll slowly start to focus on just the music in your breathing. The benefits of doing this regularly include lower stress levels, it reduces anxiety and memory loss, and much more. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Leadcast. 